Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Here we are still in the Holy Land and uh, recording our programmes for Christmas. And of course, this programme is going out on Christmas Eve, Colin. We've had an amazing time and of course, a very evocative time following in the footsteps of Jesus. And uh, we've focused on a particular location each day for the past week and we'll be doing the same this week, starting with Nazareth. Now, we are very familiar with calling Jesus by his title, Jesus of Nazareth. Mary and Joseph, of course, lived in Nazareth and had to go down to Judea for the census. And it was during that journey that Jesus was actually born in Bethlehem. And we'll look at the circumstances surrounding his birth tomorrow. But let's just talk about Nazareth. Uh, Nazareth is called a town, but in reality it was a very small place, um, perhaps two, four hundred, five hundred people, we can't be exactly sure, but a very, very small community. So a place in which everybody would know everybody else, and everybody would know everybody else's business. So everybody who lived in Nazareth would have known Jesus as he was growing up there. And it was therefore a tremendous change for them to have to accept when after his baptism uh, in the Jordan by John the Baptist and after he had um, been tempted by the devil in the wilderness that Jesus returned to Galilee and he went to Nazareth went to the synagogue there and he was given the scroll to read the scroll of Isaiah and he read the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor and so on he then said today this prophecy is fulfilled in your midst now this was obviously so difficult for the local people to anticipate. After all, everybody knew him very well, and as far as we know, during the first 30 years of his life, he preached no sermons, he didn't heal the sick, he certainly didn't raise the dead, he didn't cast demons out of people. In fact, it seems that he didn't minister to anyone. I always find that one of the remarkable things about Jesus that he was so obedient to the Father that he was prepared to wait for the Father's appointed time. And I believe that's one of the reasons why when he had come up out of the water of baptism and the heavens were parted and the Spirit came upon him like a dove, the voice was heard from heaven saying, This is my Son, my beloved, with whom I am well pleased. Why should God be well pleased with him? After all, he hadn't done anything yet not anything startling in terms of ministry. And I think that's the point. In faithful, loving obedience to his Father, he has waited for the appointed time. But now the time has come for his ministry to begin. But it's not going to be plain sailing, because 
uh, as we read in subsequent visits to Nazareth, he could not do many works there because of their unbelief. Uh, that's very, very sad, isn't it? Because you think of the tremendous power and authority that was radiating out of Jesus' ministry. And yet there in his own hometown or village, he was unable to do many great works because people would not accept that he was who he was, the Son of God made flesh and living amongst us. When uh, he called his disciples, he saw Nathaniel approaching. And uh, Nathaniel was coming to see Jesus because of what he'd been told by Philip. Philip said to him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And it was Nathaniel who spoke those, those very famous words, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? What we have to understand is that, first of all, how could anybody of any significance come from such an insignificant little place as Nazareth. But not only that, uh, Nazareth was in Galilee, and the people in Jerusalem and Judea were always rather scathing about the people from Galilee, and especially from an insignificant place like Nazareth. There was a lot of intellectual and social pride among the Judeans. So the idea that somebody great could come from Galilee was a big enough uh, hill to climb. It was more like a mountain to suggest that someone of true significance could come out of Nazareth. And yet here we are, we worship today Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Jesus of Nazareth. And it's very interesting in the Acts of the Apostles, that when Peter and John were healing the cripple at the temple gate, it was in the name of Jesus of Nazareth that they did so. You remember that they actually used the words, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And then taking him by the right hand, uh, Peter helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong and he jumped to his feet and began to walk. So <clears throat> this name Nazareth crops up a great deal, doesn't it? And is really significant because it helps us to understand that God really did become human, that Jesus had a human nature like you and I have a human nature. He had a human mother, although his father, of course, was the Holy Spirit. He grew up in a very ordinary place. He lived a very ordinary life for 30 years. And yet, that ordinary life was replaced by an extraordinary ministry. But this is the whole point that Jesus had come to identify with us completely in the weakness of our humanity, so that all those who put their faith in him can now be completely 
at one with him in his risen and divine power in heaven. I thank God for the insights that we have in the gospel to the, the very ordinariness, really, of the life that Jesus lived. Of course, he was no ordinary person himself, but he lived in the ordinary circumstances of life. And because his spirit lives in us now, I believe he wants us to understand that God can work extraordinary things through ordinary lives. It's no excuse for us to say, well, we don't live in Bible times. Surely the power of God was uh, very much more evident then than now. Well, should that really be the case? Because Jesus said, anyone who has faith in me will do the same things as I have done, and greater things still will he do, because I go to the Father. So Jesus didn't anticipate that the power of God would cease when he returned to heaven, or when those initial apostles had departed this life. This is a statement about anyone who believes. That means anyone who ever believes that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the Son of God, is able to do extraordinary things in his name. And you see, this is the whole point. The scripture is very clear that in order to know that we are saved, we have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So here we put his humanity and his divinity together. Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of God. It's an amazing combination, isn't it? But now let me just finish today's program by talking about you. What is your name? My name is Colin. Where do you come from? Well, at present, I live in Horsham. What is true about you if you are a believer who is born again? Well, you are a son of God, a child of God. We are all sons of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Because in God's kingdom, in that sense, there is no male or female, and the sons have the first right of inheritance. So what is true about me? Well, I am Colin of Horsham, a son of God. I have a very ordinary human life, but the scripture is clear. I have his divine nature within me because his Holy Spirit lives in you. So, what is your name? Where do you come from? Just call yourself by that name and that place right now. Of myself, I'd say, I am Colin of Horsham, and then say, Son of God, Child of God. Yes, very ordinary at one level, but quite extraordinary at another level, because God lives in you and you live in God. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 